Welcome everybody to a special edition late night show of no BS with Brian and Susan. It is almost midnight. The witching hour on March 21st. Oh my gourd. I'm Brian Kluger and I'm joined by the hostess with the mostest. The person who is one of the corners of my triangle. Uh, Susan Stevens, Kamyab. Wait, what? How did I mess that up? Susan Kamiab <laughs> Stevens. Damn it. <laughs> well, How are you? you. <laughs> I am good. I am excited to talk about this. Well, Bachelor. We, we have some other Bachelor stuff to talk about before we get into Fantasy Suites, but I just got done watching Fantasy mm-hmm. Suites. So this is like. This is crazy. This is crazy. We have an excellent <laughs> show on the docket for you. We have a cool blind watch, which we didn't mm-hmm. see coming. We have a great topical very topical main event today about basketball you know Mm -hmm. from you people like myself who watch the ncaa tournament uh our 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 movies and tv shows we recommend our honorable mentions but first of course like always it's bachelor bachelorette it is the bachelor season is almost over almost Mm -hmm. over um the last episode from last show we hit uh fantasy suite time and we are here today with susan i watched it yesterday but susan literally literally just got done watching it so she is fresh on her mind and i i have so many thoughts and i know she has so many thoughts so susan please 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 enlighten me well, first, before we get into that, we didn't get to talk about hometowns, which I'm just going to hometowns is pretty straightforward. But I do want to know, Brian, ranking hometown dates as far as uh, with these four women who 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 were the best hometown dates ranked the four for me. So I do I do believe Mr. Beauregard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do declare uh i think the worst hometown was unfortunately um ariel yeah. uh Agreed. i i and only because i think her family came in kind of like assholes to it yeah like, i get it you know people are just like you're a dumb reality tv show but again i'm sure the daughter has told them she watches this show for years they have watched it together they know what's going to happen you don't want to go in looking like a jerk off like they did every Um, season there's always a family there's always a family (laughs) they Uh, do this (laughs) and i felt i felt bad for zach because some of the questions i mean it could have come across funny or i mean it just didn't and Uh, it, it, it was pretty excruciating. And so also, I guess, so that, that was the worst one. My favorite one, I'm going to say my favorite one was Charity. Charity's family was pretty awesome. Like, yeah. they seemed totally cool. They were having a good time. Everybody was there. They were having the cookout. Um, and they seemed genuinely, like, sweet people. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was cool. I I liked Gabby's fam uh, for the most part. And I liked Katie's fam, uh, her mom. They seemed very sweet, very into it. There's mm-hmm. something a little 
weird with Katie and her fam a little bit to me, but um, we'll get into Katie a little bit later. But um, but yeah, I think my favorite was Charity and my least favorite was Ariel, although I really like Ariel as a person like she was uh, the pick. Interesting. I, I do like Ariel. I, I like her a lot as a person, um, but I think her hometown was the weakest. I think I would rank it. I actually like Katie and Charities was so neck and neck uh, for me, just because I do think I like the whole route of doing things that you would do in everyday life as the mm-hmm. date, especially because they both do live in Austin. I think that like he really was getting a grasp for that. And honestly, just the way Zach looks at Katie, he does not look at any other girl the way he looks. No, at Katie. he really he like, likes her a lot. And I thought that was he, a cool, like different thing of like, mm-hmm. I have to put together furniture. Well, I just think like doing that kind of stuff, it could, like if you guys can have fun while you do that kind of stuff, then that's foreshadowing a really good relationship in the future. Like, because for me, some of the, my favorite days with my husband is just running errands with him. Like it is like nice. Like when you just, we just have to run a bunch of errands together and I'm looking forward to it because I'm with him. So um, I think that was cool to see. So, but on the other end, I think charity was just, her family was awesome too. And it was a nice barbecue picnic and everything like that. Uh, I thought Gabby's seat. This was my turning point for Gabby for some reason. I thought she was okay. Something about Gabby. It's funny that you say that thing about Katie, because that's how I felt about Gabby in the hometown that I thought that something was a little off with her. Something was a little weird, more so with her goodbye with Zach. I almost felt like it was being forced, but now I don't feel like it's forced. I just feel like I'll get into her when we talk about fantasy, but I do feel like there's a lot of insecurity there. A lot of insecurity to the point that I don't know. She like to the point where she needs to work on herself a little bit more, maybe before she gets in a relationship. But um, anyways, to, to my knowledge, I was shocked that charity went home. Um, I actually would have guessed Ariel would have gone home after that. Uh, but I mean, did, did you start to like charity more? You said you did. I did. Uh, I did start to like charity more and I started to like Ariel a whole lot more. Um, not so much her family in that moment, but I did like charity. Uh, I, with charity, when she got in the car when she left, uh, she said a couple things. I was like, well, eh. and she's still like not my favorite, but I liked her a lot more. And I saw that like, oh man, what a cool family! Mm-hmm. And like, if I went to that family, it would be like, oh shit, this is what I like. This is this is yeah. awesome. Yeah, I think I I would agree. I think Charity's family was my favorite family, um, but. Honestly, Katie and Gabby's family were really nice too. So I didn't really have an issue with any of theirs. Um, But uh, so this hometown week was also a twofer and they immediately did the women tell all uh, the next night. Not a whole lot to talk about with the women tell all. I just have to clarify before we get into the bachelorette that was revealed. My biggest takeaway from the tell all is that I do not like Brooklyn I am not a fan of Brooklyn at all. I think I didn't enjoy her whole thing with uh, Kat, Catherine. I thought the way she handled the whole, like, 
I think my the cherry on top was her interrupting Catherine and Charity trying to like reconcile and just standing there and like constantly saying this stupid line of if the shoe fits, lace that bitch up or whatever stupid thing she keeps saying. But my main thing with Brooklyn that I can't stand is that I feel like she enjoys being the girl who calls you out or tells it like it is. And she's, she's being like, real. <laughs> well, real with quotation marks. See, Keeping I always, real. I've, I've, I've known people like that who say, I'm not being rude. I'm just being honest. And I think there are plenty of people in this world that can be honest and real without being like vindictive. I feel like she was being vicious to Kat. Like she was, she was going at her and using charities like issue, like, who that should have only bothered charity as a reason to be like name calling cat and stuff and just attacking her. And clearly at the tell all she did not grow and she was still being rude. And I just don't like that kind of character or personality. It really throws me off. Cause I just am like, I just don't feel like cat deserved that much of a, a thing, but I don't know how you felt on that. Brooklyn is the type of person that carries the pitchfork and is going to crucify somebody no matter what. Like, that's right. her. And that just sucks because, like, she yeah. should probably take a look in the mirror, too. And, exactly. you know, that's that's who she is. She She's if something happens, no matter how big it is, she's got the pitchfork. She's got her little fire stick and she's going to bring you to the stake and burn you no matter what. And that's just mm -hmm. unfortunate. Sucks. You're no, you're 100% right. That's the perfect way to describe it. She's got the pitchfork ready, ready. Whoever, whoever it is, whoever it does, even if it doesn't affect her, yeah. if she sees that there's someone to attack, oh, yes, yeah. I'm going to be rude now and I am going to attack you and make you feel like shit. Like, I got you. And it's like, where is this coming from? Yeah, why why this? Because she like on this on the surface, she's like sweet. And then but then yeah. when that came out and then she didn't let it go, and I'm like, oh my God, what are we doing? Right. Like I actually gave her credit the first time. The first time it happened, I was like, okay, fine, whatever. You're pissed. Then she brought it up two more times <laughs> and then she interrupted charity. Like that was the worst. Like she was like, Are you okay? And charity literally even said, I'm good. She was like, I'm good. They weren't yeah. fighting. They were right. literally smiling. And she's like, I'm just going to stand here. I was like, you just want to be in the drama. You just like it. Like, yeah. there's, and there wasn't even drama. Like, I just, I felt for Kat because if it were me, I'd walk away too. I'd be like, Charity, if you want to talk when she's not around, I'll talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that was the best way. It was the right way to handle that situation because no yeah, matter what, it was just going to blow up. What, why would you give in to Brooklyn's like Brooklyn's yeah, craziness? Gonna, like she's already talked to you and you're not yeah. even being sure about it. Like charity's over here trying to have a mature conversation and you're just being a bitch to be a bitch. Like, yeah, that's what, that's what it was. And so what about, what about, Oh God, what's her name? The short girl, country girl that we didn't like who like, who like, oh, cried Christina? on the stairs. Christina. She, she in the movement tell all like, she's like, oh, I just want to grow as a person. Do you believe it? Do you not believe it? Is she putting on a front? What do you think? I think, um, I still don't care for her. Cause I don't, I don't think that girl has, I think she's got some years to grow, but I think I give her props because she went in there and she was like, yeah, I just didn't know this about myself. I got to work on it. I need to grow. Cause she didn't let like, she wasn't there to fight. 
So I give her, I thought she would have been there and been trying to fight with the girls, but she was like, nah, I'm just not, not even, but she has a kid and the kid's going to see that. And so I'm sure she like kept it cool and chill. And she wants to go to paradise. And I think she's like, you know what? I'm going to try and get my, either she's going to try and get a redemption story on paradise or she will be drunk all the time and be a mess so it's going to be really interesting how she'll 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 either be that's the main thing with her that was like what i read was that the reason she acted such a mess and was like those times she'd get in the fight with the women is because she drank so much like the producer said that she would actually sneak (laughs) alcohol or something like that like she was drinking so much so i don't know i i mean i don't buy it i mean do you buy it no, I think I, I mean from what it came off, like it came off not really genuine. So it yeah. just came off very canned, and that she rehearsed it, and then she got right. through that, and they left her alone at least on TV. So that's what it felt like. It felt like I just don't want to be attacked, so I'm just going to say what I need to say to get left alone. Right, and it worked because the people people jump on the ones who are more like ready to defend themselves or whatever. Right. So. I think one thing I noticed from the tell-all, which I guess could speak to Zach's character, is the women, they all spoke highly of him. And none yeah. of them none of them said anything bad. None of them, you know, sadly have to go back to Clayton. But, you know, when he showed up at the tell-all, it was like shots fired. Every woman wanted to say their piece and kind of call him out. He looked defeated and beaten and all this stuff, but Zach kind of got the warm welcome where he was, I'm excited to see everyone. Literally two girls wanted to hug him. And yeah. Stuff. So, yeah. So that, I think that always says something about The Bachelor if nobody's mad at him and they, I mean, all, all everybody keeps saying is he's a great guy. So, I mean... Zach seems like a good guy. Seems like a good guy. I think he shot he, himself into the foot for sure, but... He shot himself in the foot. But I think, and I and I will say this, I after the fantasy suite stuff, I just I actually think that I don't know. People want to rag on him, they do, but I I truly think he's he's a genuinely good person, and he's trying to do the right thing. He is, and he's yeah. We'll get to that. And he the didn't shoot like, himself in the foot; he shot himself in the dick. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> what he did. Um, well, the only other big takeaway was that they went ahead and announced. The Bachelorette, which now, I, as I discussed with my friend today, we now figured why. Because I thought it was going to be between Gabby or Charity. I was like, it's got to be, since the season started, I was like, it's going to be Gabby or Charity for Bachelorette. And I was surprised they jumped the gun with Charity. And now I know why. <laughs> I don't, I, I, see, I don't know why. Like, so when Charity oh, yeah. got, when, when Zach dumped Charity, Charity got in the car and said something like, what kind of guy is Zach? Like, I she said some shit. And I was like, he just he didn't feel it. I guess I don't know. No, like no. She she said she was she didn't like him saying, "I can't give you the love that you deserve" or something like that. And she's like, "What does that mean?" Yeah, she just said, "What does that mean?" I mean, that's she's upset. That's not like she didn't say. Yeah, no, so she's that. upset. And so when they announced her, I was like, "Why her?" She she's all oh, because I, I, I like I like charity, but she's more she reminds me <laughs> as Anne Anne Hogg. Did you ever watch uh <laughs> um Arrested Development? 
No, I didn't. Okay, so her people who listen to the podcast will probably get that. Um, she's just plain, you know, like there's nothing to her. I guess like she I, did. She didn't wow me at all. Like her family wowed me. She didn't. It's so interesting you say that because I I mean, you're not the only one. I've heard this. It's like mixed. Some people love her and some people are like, I know people don't like her accent or whatever. Her accent doesn't bother me. I like Charity right away. I think her job speaks volumes about her. I think she has good conversation. Um, I mean, we haven't seen much of like a silly side, so I hope she opens up and shows more like a fun side to her and stuff. But uh, I don't know. She's just a very likable person. I think she she comes off very genuine and real, I guess. Like like people want like believe that she wants love. I mean, I don't know how her choices are going to be. We will be able to see that when we watch her season. But I just figured it would be someone like her who just seems like smart and put together I thought Gabby possibly just because she's like, so like she, she has shown goofy. Um, but no, I, I would not pick Gabby. I think Ariel would be a better bachelorette than Gabby. Um, but Ariel, unfortunately, I think the reason she's not, is just you, you said this before about her and I think you're right. She's just a little dry. Yeah. I think that she doesn't. And, and unfortunately I think that's just coming off on screen and maybe when she goes, to what I hope is paradise. I hope to see her in paradise because I want to see more of her. Um, she'll shine, like she'll show more personality or something. But um, some people just don't translate. Their personalities don't translate on the show, unfortunately. Right. Because I say this about like Matt James and Rachel, like they're they're still together. And the way they are on Instagram, I'm like, where were those people on the show? If they would act like that on the show, I would watch them all day. I'd be like, holy crap, they're so fun. But this is not how they were on the show. So I I don't know. Some people think they have to put up appearances, I guess. So um, that might be what Ariel was doing, kind of keeping it together. But um, I hope I hope Charity lets loose. I'm happy for her. And I think just everyone loved her family and they loved her hometown. That was a popular consensus. So I think they just, they were like, Let's put make her bachelorette while while it's hot. While it's hot, yeah. So interesting that they did it that way. I guess mm-hmm. they're trying to change it up. So yeah, they've never done that before. They never did it like just like that before. So it was it was a nice surprise, but I was happy with it. Are and you so, going to watch it? Am I gonna go watch what? Yeah, of course. Charity? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know you're like, I don't know if I can watch a whole season at charity if she's bachelorette. Yeah, no, I guess I'm gonna try to. Because I feel like this season with Zach is the first real season I've seen because every season I've seen before this has almost kind of been COVID style. They've stayed in one place or they've gone to like one location or two, not many, but like this season, that's like the first time where they're like somewhere all the time. Yeah, you're right. They're really, and then they're going to like cool places. Like they like right. kicked off Bahamas very fast and stuff. Yeah. I think they're like fully like letting loose. Like let back. Um, so I thought that was cool. Yeah. That's nice. Well, now we can finally talk about fantasy episode. <laughs> Fantasy for this sex episode. Sex week, as Zach likes to call it. Because obviously after Charity left, it was left to Ariel, Gabby, and Katie. 
And for me, I will just tell you right off the bat, I already knew who the final two would be. This was no surprise to me. Were you genuinely surprised? No, no. I always thought for a while it was going to be Gabby and Katie yeah. uh, for the final two. I was hoping these last episode or two that um, Ariel was going to. What, what, what? Oh, did I say it wrong? Fuck. Ariel. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's the way I talk. Um, that funny. Uh, that she was because I started to see like her dry humor in like everything. And she's just kind of a really cool chick. And uh, I feel like she's really, she gets it. She's very mature. She like mm-hmm. handles everything pretty well. She was the one. And so I was upset. I don't that think that she, didn't... But I don't, you think she was the one for Zach? No, like the one for me. <laughs> Oh, the one for you. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, uh, one for Zach. I don't know. Zach is Zach seemed he Zach seems like he is a golden retriever, <laughs> potatoes type of guy. Like, and Katie fits that bill. Um, um, Katie has personality, and she's goofy. Right. No, I think she is, but she, I would like, call her a potato. No, 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 not like no, not like she's not a potato. <laughs> Well, potato sounds like a. Do I said like person. meat and potatoes, like you know, like oh. a very, you know, like a, a almost like a housewife, like a thing, and that's kind of not like you know, like a white picket fence type of thing, and okay. that is not Ariel. That seems more like Katie and Zach, and how Zach is that he kind of wants a stereotypical type of thing, so. I think Ariel was kind of out of his league. No, Katie's not a potato, but now I want to say she's a fucking potato. <laughs> <laughs> I do think, I think Ariel, I, I always, like I was saying, I was like, I think she's the type of girl, like, I can't believe she's even on the show because she's so, like, sexy and she's confident and smart. And yeah. just, like, she exudes confidence. She definitely comes off like an intelligent, emotionally intelligent woman. Like, all season long, she's always been kind of, to me, the more, like, therapist of the women like with with zach like whenever he's she's with zach she's like wanting to understand him check on him and everything and i think she's really cool in that way so i'm like man do you even need this show because i feel like you're even too good to go to paradise but i want to see you more so please come right Um, right yeah she's awesome I i think she's a really great woman and um and every time i've seen her she's been like growing on me um, but I know I could just tell, like, I could even tell in the hometowns, but I especially could tell in this fantasy suite. Obviously, so she's the first fantasy suite and they have a great time. I know Zach was sexually attracted to her, but I could tell, like, it's not going to be the same. Like the way he's with the other two women, he was not like that with Eric. Well, yeah, she was the first so. one, but first we got to say, we got to talk right. about what his Zach declaration. fucking, de- his, <laughs> his declaration of stupidity was. Yeah. So he decides, you want to say what he first said? Look, he first tells it to Jesse that yes. he's like, I know this is, this is sex week. And I'm going to take sex off the table. And Jesse's looking at him like, okay, the guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, big boy. We'll see what you got. <laughs> You're going to be tempted. I don't, like, he literally looks at him like, why? Why are you making this decision? It, it, it really <laughs> was like that movie Multiplicity with Michael Keaton, where he told all of his, his copies, like, there's one rule, no sex. And then, <laughs> and then that rule got broken. <laughs> I just... 
with Zach, I'm like, I don't know why he had to put it out there because just a little bachelor fact for people, Sean Lowe, as far as I know, there I know of two bachelors who didn't sleep with anyone in the fantasy suites. I didn't sleep with anyone until after the show. So um, Sean Lowe, though, he was a born again virgin, um, as he was claimed. We knew that. And we actually only knew that if you read up on him, he didn't talk about it on the show. And we knew that he wasn't going to sleep with the women on the show, but only because the only thing he said, and he didn't talk about it with Chris Harrison before, when he was talking to the women for the fantasy. So he's like, I was just hoping we'd use this time just to talk away from the cameras and get to know each other. That's what he would say to the women. And eventually when he married Catherine, it was very known that he was going to have sex with her for the first time on his wedding night. Whatever. But he didn't make a big fuss. He didn't say sex. He didn't say sex week. He wasn't like, let me tell the women sex is off the table. Right. No, Zach like was coming at it like he's so high and mighty and like he's a superhero right. for he made it weird. Yeah, he made it weird. He made it uncomfortable. And the other person who did it was surprisingly Matt James. Matt James did not have sex with any other women during fantasy suites. And that dude didn't even. I mean, you could have fooled me. I thought he slept with all of them. So hmm. uh, I'm just saying, I think it works best not to declare it. And right. just like make it's it a an intimate private note. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like make it a mental note in your head that you're hoping you don't have sex with the women because if he didn't declare it and he just didn't, because he doesn't end up having sex with Ariel, which clearly it makes the women want him more. Yeah. <laughs> like if a guy says that. But then, you know, he doesn't have to have sex with Ariel. And then if he has sex with somebody else, you didn't do anything wrong because you just, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's just in your head, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so it's just like. Yeah, so he had he had the, the fantasy suite with Ariel. They get along. They talk, I guess. He leaves. And then it's Gabby's turn. Right. And no Gab sex with Ariel, though, to be clear. Right. No, no sex with Ariel. No, that left. And then so Gabby and him have a date and then Gabby fucking loses her shit in the middle of the date. Can we can we talk about like, I don't know who the hell Gabby was in this episode. Like I the whole episode, I thought I was like, she's either now showing her true colors or she's being weird as hell because I thought she was sounding weird she was being weird. Like I was, I did not like her in this episode. No, she, it was that. so strange. Like the whole season I'm looking at Gabby. I'm like, this is a chick who's got her head on her shoulder. She's confident. She knows what she's doing. She's she, just like silly, but it's endearing. Yeah. She's cool as shit. And then this episode, yeah. man, it fucking crashed into the mountain. Like it is, a, like you said, a different person showed up and, <laughs> and it was, wait, she is the most not like the least confident person on the show. She's having a mental episode. What's happening? This this girl decides like I was seriously thrown off. She's literally they're having a like nothing's wrong. Like everything's fine. They're sitting on the beach and she's freaking out because she was the second date for fantasy suites. And she's telling Zach, I just feel like because I was like, like. Like you chose me second and I'm feeling chosen second. I've always been second. And then she like, he's like, no, it's which I, I'm sorry, but that is the most idiotic thing I've ever heard. No one, do you understand producers choose the order, Gabby? Like, right. Which came to play perfectly at the very end of the episode. Oh, I know. I know. I said that too. I was <laughs> second again. And I'm like, 
you think that he has control of the order? Those producers. That's what I thought. I was like, do they? And I was, I was thinking to myself, I was like, I would, if they had this, I was like, look, I just, it, it happened by the producers or it happened by alphabetical, you know, you know, whatever. Right. Like, it just like, I mean, he kind of like, it also, I'm sorry, but there's three of y'all. What difference does it make what order you guys are in? Like, it doesn't make any, and also if you're second, why do you feel then, then what you think the third person is really getting the shit into the stick? Like, I don't understand her logic, but then out of nowhere, he says something to try to be comforting. And then she gets up and like has a freaking meltdown. And I'm like, what just happened? Why are you crying? <laughs> like, what is happening right now? And he's trying to come. He actually, I think, does his best comfort um, in that moment. He's really validating her feelings. And he looks so sad for her. He actually looks like he's going to cry. Yeah. She's crying. And he is just, she is, I don't even know. I, I don't know. I just didn't realize how much validation she needed, especially because, and so I didn't like that because I realized, you know, as a woman, not even as a woman, I'm sure men do this. It's like sometimes she may do this unintentionally, but I feel like she's been doing that. And she was, she was doing this in this moment to seek validation. She was wanting to be, like she wanted to hear Zach give her any kind of validation she could hear. So she wanted to make sure to like get upset and see how he'd react and feel better from him. Like saying whatever you're beautiful or I can't right. you, right. You know, like all this stuff because she needed to hear those and then, you know, whatever they have a better day. And then the night portion happens and he gives the declaration that he says, I don't want to have sex. And I just did not like her reaction to to him saying that. I feel like she took that as like a you're not we'll good see. enough. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Like, no, yeah, we'll she see. took it as like almost like I, I almost challenge accepted. Like, yeah, I think she was like, well, if that's the case, then I'm going to be the only woman that's going to have sex with him, and that's going to give me validation. Like, I almost and I don't know. She was saying like really weird words, just like same Z. The same Z thing. I, I noticed that. That was funny. Like, like she was being weird. Like even when she got to the room, she was talking like like an immature child. Like I just felt like she was being really immature. Yeah, it didn't seem like she was herself through the whole thing. And maybe that's going to be like the twist. Maybe that's like since God, who is it? Is Susie? Rachel. Rachel was, she was different. different. Maybe Gabby's going to be different at the end and it's going to be like the 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 twist well i i i just felt like she was being really weird and then and then i knew she was very happy but clearly they, they, so he breaks his rule he has sex with her and i can't help and it takes two to tango zach is definitely he went back on his word but i also feel like with the way that she seeks validation and he used words like we needed it to further our relationship we needed this and it makes me wonder if she almost unintentionally manipulated the situation to be like, Hey, like sex would, like, I don't want to be engaged and not have sex and all this stuff. And like, she wants, she wanted, I feel like she was going to be really satisfied to feel like it, she'd be the only girl that he'd have. That sex might with. be the case. Yeah. That might be the case. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, these are all assumptions. I, I'm not saying it's anything fact. I just feel like point. 
I just, I really didn't care for her in this. And I, I thought, I feel like she should have just respected the fact that he didn't want to have sex. And I don't know what led to it again. He, he did it too, but I'm kind of just surprised that she'd even want to have sex with him after he, he said something like that. And, right. And then, I mean, well, before we get into that, like, what did you think about that? Well, with the whole, with the whole Gabby thing. Yeah. I will say that during her meltdown, on the beach my mind played out the pulp fiction scene at the very end with samuel jackson and um honey bunny uh when they're in the diner and samuel jackson is yelling bitch be cool bitch be cool tell that fucking bitch to chill and that's what my mind was going that's what I was doing, and it just wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. And so with with Gab, that's like that's what my mind went to. And yeah. uh with Gabby, it she really was, you know, it, it it was a different side. And I feel like the producers are like, yes, this is like the Rachel scenario. She Zach this is gonna a see a different history. side, her yeah, a different side yeah. of her, and she's coming out that she's crazy, and uh and it and it, and it, and it showed it it showed um you know in the final moments because she definitely did not look happy or smiling actually i thought she was going to say no to a rose <laughs> i like it she like her face looked different and she was not happy and uh yeah that's what i have to say about gabby before we get well to- i just have to also say with that like i actually okay the fact that he went, I mean, the main thing, the problem was, is that he decided to, like, he ended up having sex after he said he wouldn't. Like, that was the issue. And, I mean, in hindsight, it's not bad that he had sex. It was just the fact that he put it out there that he wouldn't. I mean, do you think um, he was, like, having sex and he was like, God damn it. <laughs> like, he was, like, thinking about that? Or do you think he was in the moment? Because if I made this live TV declaration that I'm not having sex and I'm fucking, it just is gonna happen. And... I mean, it would be genius it, on her part to like, I'm going to fuck this guy and it's going to happen. I mean, I think he was in the moment with her and obviously he really likes her. Uh, he he only told, which is interesting because I think he only told her he was falling in love with her. Right. And which was, yeah, that was big. So I think I'm sure it's just in the moment. I know he doesn't regret having sex with her or anything. Um but he also really likes Katie. So I was just kind of like surprised by that. That's why I just, I just wish he didn't do the declaration thing, but I did respect the fact. I didn't know he was going to do this, but I thought it was nice of him to go to Gabby first and let her know like, Hey, I'm going to be transparent and I got to tell the other women about this or at least, you know, I I don't think that's not a good idea. Do not do that. Well, I think that he was he put himself in a bad situation because if he didn't tell Katie, then But Katie didn't want to know. Well, he doesn't know that. Yeah, but it hey, I'm all so in this particular situation with this crazy fantasy bullshit that is The Bachelor, all of these people, men and women that go on this show, they know the they know the story, they know the score, they know what's gonna happen. And if I were in Zach's shoes in this position, if I made this fucking dumb declaration and then I end up having sex with a girl, 
I would absolutely um, go to Gabby first and say, hey, I'm not going to say anything uh, unless she asks. But if she asks, what should I do? You know, something like that. I would tell Gabby. And if she's like, yeah, if you need to be honest, you need to be honest. And I would say, like, I feel like I need to be honest and see what she says. But I would absolutely not bring it up to another woman unless she specifically asks. And only then I'd be like, okay, so you know the score, like this is fantasy sweets. This is what is, you know, not expected, but like, this is kind of the thing. I'll tell you if you really want to know. And I would ask, like, are you sure you want to know like three times? And then I would say it. I wouldn't come out and say, I fucked this other chick right before you. Cause clearly Katie didn't want to hear that shit. And uh it just it just made zach look like a dumb dumb like a fucking I idiot mean, you're not wrong i mean that's not a bad way to go about it i just feel like i i think for him i put myself in issues that he already had started this declaration thing but nobody so, knew about like, it though nobody knew about it except for jesse in himself too but he had no but at this point he's already told ariel and gabby and he had sex with gabby so from in america's eyes like he's knowing he's like what am i gonna do go on this date with Katie and just like let things happen. Yeah. Unless she asks about it. Why would she want to know? And then after, well, after the show, you're probably going to talk about it and then she'll know she'll ask. I know, but it was just a little different because he's like, I can't like, I just told two women that this was my declaration thing. And if he just proceeded to like, let the night happen with Katie and just like read the fantasy suite card. And let's just say hypothetically, hypothetically, let's just say they ended up having sex, which he didn't have sex with Katie. Um, let's just say he did. Then it's going to look, I think it's going to make him look worse. I think America would be like, everybody would be like, what? That's really like, because yeah. it just look like, okay, now you had sex with Gabby because you broke your own rule and you're thinking, fuck it, I'm going to have sex with uh, Katie too. Well, he came off as a holier than thou. I'm not going to have sex. I'm a good guy. Right. What? Fuck you. You know, like bullshit. Just look stupid. at the camera and said, I'm going to try real hard to not have sex, but I can't promise anything with these amazing right. women. You know, and laugh and like, that's what we do because that's what everybody's thinking. Of course. I mean, you know, somebody like me, I'm like, I'm going to have sex with everyone. Um, <laughs> I mean, if he wouldn't have said anything and he had sex with all three women, I have always said this. That is what the show is. That's what's expected to happen. I wouldn't fault him for having sex with all three women. I didn't fault Clayton for having sex with two of the women. He just did it dumb whenever he just like. He just told the women <laughs> I had sex with you guys. Like that's why I gave Zach a little bit more credit because he at least had the the decency to go to Gabby, just the two of them, and say, "Hey, I'm gonna be transparent about this because I want to be honest." And I mean, obviously, Katie put two and two together at the end of the episode. But when he told Katie, he didn't say Gabby's name. He just said, right. You know, he didn't. But she knows, and she knows. She knows once. Once he sent Ariel home, she put it right, together. Right, like, And so obviously. I just, I chalk it up to um, Zach being dumb about it. He's, be, he's young. He <laughs> thinks he was coming off as a, you know, a saint. And he just turned himself into an idiot. And then yeah. I guess I have to say about Katie, Katie, Katie eventually came around and Katie was really upset about it. She was, she became pretty upset and I, I get it. 
because it's yeah. kind of fucked up. But she she seemed a little bit more upset than I was like, really? Are you this upset about this? What's going on? Oh, I feel like I would have acted exactly how Katie acted because she she I mean, props to her. She was like, you know, I didn't need to know that. I expected that. I like that. She said she expected it. Right. Of course. She's smart. No, because we have dealt Susie last season. There was another girl in Peter's season. These girls who were like, I would hope that he doesn't sleep with anyone. And I'm the last girl. So, oh, hey, I'm just letting you know, I hope you didn't sleep with anyone. Otherwise, I got to leave. Like, I hate that bullshit. Like, that is so annoying to me. So right. I'm glad that Katie was like, ultimately, she already let it be known that she expected this. So I, you know, because of that, we knew she'd probably get over it because she's not over here thinking, oh, you were supposed to stay here this week. Um, but I think I thought she reacted like you hear that you're literally hearing like, oh, you just had sex the night before. And like, that's, that's awkward. Like you feel dis, I would have felt the exact same way. I would just need like a second and she regrouped on the evening portion and it was fine. Yeah. Uh... I mean, I think there was, I think that's most women like that's probably the normal reaction. I just. I got more annoyed with Gabby because I feel like her saying the whole thing, like, I feel like he betrayed my trust. I just don't agree with that because if you go on a dating show like this and you have sex on national television, privately, whatever, you have to expect that that privacy goes out the window. Like, it's... Right, you're on a reality TV. Everybody knows it. It's part of it. Right. Like, I mean, you've watched the show. A lot of times the sex comes out. So I don't know what you... I think she naively thought that it was just going to stay between them because he was doing like, like, I think she's delusional if she thought that he would be able to go on the next date and say the same spiel and act like they didn't have sex. Right. I just, Zach doesn't seem like that kind of guy that would be fake. Like he's right. I agree. I agree. So I give him kudos actually for it, that he's not trying to be like that. Cause that would have been really icky to watch. So I don't know why she's so upset. And then she she was all like, I don't even know if I want this rose. And she takes Right. It. You know, she she got mad. And that's like the she's been so cool and level-headed the whole show in these last like these last like days or two. There's a different side of her. And I don't know if Zach's too far in or if he's just she knows this and he's like, is this gonna be the easiest choice? Is it gonna be Katie? I, I think he's know. picking Katie. Well, it oh, and then like so yeah, the cherry on top was that when he gave the the roses, he gave the first rose to Katie and the second rose to so Gabby in her face at one point was like, God damn you. Like, like she she knew it too. Again, which I wouldn't have even thought anything of it until she said, Oh, I've been chosen second. And I'm like, Oh girl, you just foreshadowed your fate. You are about to get chosen second because he's gonna pick Katie. And you had sex with him, and that's going to be the salt on the wound. But I think ultimately, and it's not because she slept with him. I don't want anyone to think that's why. I don't care that she slept with him. I I, I personally, if a guy said that to me, I would definitely try to respect his wishes and be like, okay, let's commit to that. But whatever. I think she needed the validation. And, uh, but I, I think Zach's going to see that she's an emotional mess. Right. Who's 
very insecure, needs way too much validation constantly. And that Katie's got more like, it's just more put together. And I think they're just a better match. But I mean, even before this, you said this too, like he's, I feel like I'm surprised he hasn't told Katie he's falling in love with her because I feel like he has been in love with her. I think he's going to like, if he picks her, which I'm sure he will, he's going to say like, I've loved you from the day one, you know, something like yes. that. I've been wanting to tell you forever. And yeah, he'll say something like, like that. Ever since we spent the night at the museum, I've known that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with you. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. Like, I just, I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see how they interact with families, um, like Zach's family. But I mean, Katie's been my number one for a while. I still really like her. I mean, or how are you feeling about the final two girls? I, uh, for since the beginning, I like Gabby and Gay, Gabby and Katie. So it seems right now with the new shit that's come to light uh, about Gabby, I feel like it's an easy choice for him. It's Katie from his perspective. He literally likes her. Um, so and who knows how Gabby is? She's gonna go crazy. She's gonna play it cool. Who knows? But I, I can't see. Gabby winning this. I mean, do you still like Gabby? I still like Gabby okay, but from what she's done, like she's like I said, she's like the Rachel, like she's something completely different. And I think maybe that's gonna be the twist thing. Yeah, I think she's very different. So it'll it'll be interesting to see um the final episode because yes, I'm I'm worried it's going to be explosive because if gabby is not chosen i don't know how well it's gonna how she's gonna take it (laughs) don't be bad scorched earth yeah but that's that's our bachelor recap we had quite a bit to talk about we did finale it was hometowns it was tell all and it was uh it was fantasy suites it was a lot to get through it was a big thing Lesson learned, don't declare that you won't have sex in the fantasy suites. Just let it be a thing. Just do it. There was a time, Brian, where no one ever even talked about sex. These bachelors would go in there. They'd probably have sex with all three women. And we never even knew. We didn't know. It didn't even turn into a thing, I think, until Sean Lowe didn't have sex with them. <laughs> so, it's weird. It's, it's, it's weird. It's interesting. It is interesting. Oh my god! So, Bachelor, Bachelorette. There's. Is there only one more episode or two more episodes? If it's if I'm not mistaken, next week should be the final rose, and after the final rose. Okay, so the finale then. So okay, cool. So we'll be uh, back to update you all on the Bachelor and Bachelor the Bachelor with Zach. See if he chose wisely, Katie or Gabby. Hopefully, Um, Katie. (laughs) Hopefully, Katie for now. Um, so yeah, moving on to main event time on No BS with Brian and Susan. It is NCAA tourney time. We're in the thick of it. There's been some upsets. There has been some crazy games. My bracket has busted just like everybody else's in the world. It is college basketball time. We're in the thick of it. The, the sweet 16 and elite eight are coming up very soon. 
And we thought this would be a good time to talk about movies with basketball. Basketball movies. What are you talking about? There's been a lot of movies about basketball. There's baseball movies, there's football movies, there's hockey movies, but there's basketball movies. And mm-hmm. we are here to talk with you about the ones you should re-watch during March Madness. Yes. Susan, what do you remember loving here are my list of basketball movies. Uh, uh, so I actually really liked Like Mike with Lil Bow Wow. <laughs> well, it's Lil Bow Wow and who? Uh, that kid from... Um, Jerry Maguire? Jerry Maguire, that kid. And you know Jesse... Uh, I think his name is Jesse Plemons, right? The one no, that's not Jesse Plemons, not whatsoever. Who is Jesse Plemons? What Jesse Plemons is married to Kirsten Dunst and was yes, in. Yes, he is in it. Jesse Plemons is, is in it. Yes. You're thinking. So I'm thinking of Jonathan Lipnicki. No, is not the- him. That's the Jerry Maguire kid. Correct. Correct. Right. But yes, Jesse. Plemons, Jesse Plemons uh, is Jesse- definitely in it. He's Ox. Yes, correct. he is. He's, he's the bully in the movie. Yes, Brian. I know who Jesse Plemons is. I don't know these things. I was. What are you talking? Uh, yes, about? And I didn't think he was the Jerry Maguire kid. Jerry Maguire kid is somebody different. But Jesse Plemons, I because I had to look it up when I watched it. I was like the other day. I was like, holy shit, that's that's because he's skinny. He's like really skinny. In the it's movie. skinny Jesse Plemons before he yeah, got flat, je- fat Jesse Plemons. Well, he, Jesse Plemons has lost weight again. Yes, but he's really like um, skinny in that movie, and he's the bully in the movie. So, right. Um, but anyways, yes, he is in like Mike. So I just thought that was cool because obviously Jesse Plemons is pretty famous now. Um, but yeah, so like Mike is cute. Did you ever watch it? Yeah, of course I watched like oh. Mike. Well, you didn't know Jesse Plemons was in it. So. I forgot. Oh, so is Morris <laughs> Chestnuts in that movie. And he's amazing. <laughs> well, anyways, um, that's a fun one. One of my favorite basketball movies and just a great romance. Love and basketball. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, movie is awesome uh trevor and i bonded over that just (laughs) he owns it and like we we were watching that and i'm just like this movie's so good that's (laughs) probably still her only good movie jana prince blythewood i mean i like her stuff but that love and basketball is her best movie still you didn't like the woman king i mean it's it's good but not love and basketball good well, Love and Basketball is the best, but Woman King is really damn good. I <laughs> like the great. Woman King. Yeah, it's so good. Um, recently, Hustle with Adam Sandler. Hell that yeah. had to be up there. That movie is awesome. I that love movie that movie. Is so, so good. Uh, Space Jam. Space Jam. Hell yeah! Not the new one, but the old no, one with Michael God, Jordan. No, not that shit. <laughs> Definitely the old one with Michael Jordan, who I love. Uh, Hoosiers. Okay, little Gene Hackman. Yeah. Um, th- I like The Way Back with Ben Affleck. Okay, I, I like Ben Affleck. Affleck. It's pretty good. And then for Disney Channel fans, the original uh, movie Double Teamed, based on the true story of Heidi and Heather Burge, who um, they wanted to be like on the WNBA. Writer. Right, right. Uh, anyways, I, I thought that was, a, that was one of the more, um, I mean, I like quite a bit of the Disney Channel original movies, but. I remember thinking that was a pretty good one. Well, good deal. Those are that's, those are good ones. Yes. What are yours? Or did you have any of the same? For sure. I had some same. I'm going to say Spike Lee's He Got Game. 
Okay. I'm going to say the Kevin Bacon movie, The Air Up There. Uh, you never saw that one? Kevin Bacon's mm-hmm. a basketball scout. Basically, it's like Hustle, but before Hustle, but with Kevin Bacon, it's actually awesome. Um, I'm going to say Teen Wolf, a uh, huge oh, basketball yeah. movie. Uh-huh. Um, White Men Can't Jump, amazing. I'm yeah. going to say I've Basketball by South Park Guys is wonderful. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Eddie. Um, Eddie is a movie with Whoopi Goldberg who gets control of a basketball team and coaches them okay. to a championship. Um, I'm going to say the sixth man because I saw it as a kid. The sixth man is basically like angels in the outfield, but with basketball okay. uh-huh. and Marlon Wayne's. uh those are probably my top ones i still like those i mean of course i like space jams i mean can you consider uncut gems a basketball movie it was on a list when i was looking up i saw it which i was like i i blurred that movie um i just did not enjoy that movie in any way so yeah i I like air bud the first air bud movie I never watched any of those. So the first Airbud was actually good. Basketball, yeah. I mean it's a dog. What you gonna do? Um and then uh yeah, those are probably my favorite ones. Uh some good basketball there. Good, good, good choices. Good stuff. Uh yeah, basketball. Do watch some good basketball stuff. If you can find Eddie, it's nobody can find it anymore. It's a whoopee gold <laughs> movie. It's really good. Um basketball hilarious. <laughs> Do it, do it, do it. Um, okay, so that was our basketball talk. See those movies. Uh-huh. Now on to our blind watch. Yes. Uh, it was my turn to pick this week where we pick a movie every episode that we both haven't seen. We watch it together. We talk about it. So this movie I picked was titled Triangle, and it's a psychological horror film that was basically made in the UK and um, it was directed and written by a dude named Christopher Smith who did movies like Creep and Severance like not the TV show but the movie in 2006 what has he done recently nobody remembers mm-hmm. um, but Triangle excuse me has a cast that stars Michael Dorman and Liam Hemsworth yeah, crazy a very world. random Liam Hemsworth. Uh, unfortunately, not a good acting Liam Hemsworth in this one. Right. I mean, is Liam Hemsworth really a great actor? No. But he's like, an okay he, actor. He's no, he's no Chris Hemsworth. Oh, God, no. He is not Chris Hemsworth. Right. So, Triangle... I went into this movie blind. So, the, the poster of this movie it has the word triangle on it, and it has a woman with an ax on a boat and the blood is at her feet and the blood gives a kind of mirrored image of a mass killer. And so I picked this movie because I hadn't seen it. It's psychological horror 2009. And I saw that it actually got pretty good reviews. It does have Uh, good reviews. And so I was like, okay, I haven't heard of this. I'm, I'm always into something like this. So let's, let's give it a shot. And I guess going into it, I'm like, okay, what are we doing here? And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, this is throwing me for a loop. You know, aha, pun intended, Um, you know, throwing for a loop. This movie kind of oozes the shining 
it oozes kind of like a Groundhog Day vibe. It oozes a, a few other things that are done pretty brilliantly for its really small independent charm. Uh, I mean, I guess this movie cost $12 million to make. And because it seems like it's all filmed like uh, practically, but yeah. I, I, I could not tell you where this was was distributed. It looks like it only came out in Australia and the UK, not in the US. Um, it is out now. You can watch it uh, on Amazon Prime. But after it was said and done, I was like, hey, for an indie horror movie, this is pretty good. Like, this is something I like. I like when filmmakers take the chance and go to these places. It's done pretty well. Uh, I you know, it's not your stereotypical like lights out or conjuring. It's something a little more. It adds that slasher aspect. It adds like things like M night. Shyamalan would try to twist you into Susan. Yeah. what do you think about this movie? I agree. Um, I think it was a, I think it was a fun pick because it, it was interesting. I didn't, I went into it blind as well. Like, I mean, I didn't even watch the trailer, uh, but I thought it was creepy um you know i'm not huge into the repetitiveness repetitiveness like i it's not my favorite like groundhog day element like when i'm like oh god we're gonna be in a loop now but i did like piecing together the mystery like brian called something out pretty early on um that it ended up being true and then like so i liked piecing together the puzzle um i do think there were some holes in there that didn't quite make sense, which always bothers me because I'm like, where does this end and begin? Kind of. Um, For sure, I think yeah. Where where is the where is the because how this movie starts out? You see, um, this woman who seems to be having kind of a tough time. She's brought with some friends to go on a yacht on a boat for a good time. And all of a sudden their boat sinks because this crazy freak, crazy storm, like in the movie, perfect storm capsizes them. Mm -hmm. A big kind of ocean liner comes by, they come aboard and it's completely empty. And then people start dying mm -hmm. and the people start dying. You don't see them actually die or being hurt. You just kind of see them come into the frame. And you're like, Oh, how'd you get that gun wound? How'd you get that wound to your head? And then throughout the movie, throughout all these loops, because it seems to like play over and over again with the main chick kind of at the center of all of it, start to piece together, oh, this is how this happened. This is how this person gets injured. This is how this happens. And as it comes to an end, you kind of see how the whole loop starts and ends uh, with kind of like a surprise. You're just like, oh, man, is she she doesn't seem like that great of a person and or she's going through some shit. Uh, so I like that element of it, but yeah, you're right. I think there are some holes and that's maybe because, you know, budget wise, nobody's there yeah. to tell the filmmaker like this would be better. Right. I think that's my biggest issue with it is I just, with movies like that, I do appreciate the mystery and um, like there being kind of a, a twist and like, you know, being like, Oh, okay. Like there was definitely a lot of like, Oh, Oh moments and stuff. And so it was, it was nice to see um, that, but like at the end of it with all those movies, I'm always like, but this, this, 
I wanted this more explained. So, but regardless of that, it was still fun. It was for the most part well acted. And I appreciated the um, creativity and what they were trying to do, especially like you said, with a lower budget. So, and it's on Peacock. So is it Peacock? Like oh, it is Peacock, not Amazon Prime. It is Peacock. Yeah, it is on Peacock. So that being said, if you have Peacock, it actually is, I would say, worth the watch. It no, it is worth the watch. Is because I guarantee you probably have not seen this movie, and it does yeah. some pretty cool things. And there's a lot of elements when Susan and I were watching this together. We were like, dude, this is like the shining. Cool. Yes. This is definitely this is... very shining. Uh, so give it, give this, give this a look. See, I think you'll be happy that you did. Um, and you know, this director has gone on to make several other things, nothing that I've seen, but I'm hoping like this guy, uh, Christopher Smith, what a genius original name. He's from Bristol, England. I want to see him make more movies. Uh, I mean, it looks like he made black death with Sean Bean and Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> but right. uh i i just kind of want to see something else from him that like like is a really big thing so yeah i think Maybe with I, the right writer yeah. right triangle pretty cool uh i i give it a, a go see it like go to peacock enjoy oh, yourself he wrote it. yeah he wrote <laughs> so it he actually wrote it Maybe some writing coach, somebody just to help him just clean it up because it wasn't bad. Like, right? He has good ideas. He just needs, yes, yeah, somebody there to like. Okay, th this this hole that you have in here, this could be fixed like this. Right. Let's let's make this. Let's clean this up so that nobody complains about like what this part. And <laughs> and, and graduate to Chris Hemsworth. Yes, <laughs> definitely graduate to Chris Hemsworth. The main girl was great. I yes, the main girl really was good. really good. Um, her name is Melissa George. Yeah. And uh she she's... was on Friends, Molly on Friends. I see, I would not know this. I know you wouldn't. I didn't even mention that while we were watching, but I was like, oh, it was uh, Ross and Rachel's babysitter. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Uh give it a look, see triangle, peacock, go go check it out. That's our blind watch. Uh up on our next episode, it will be Susan's um pick so i'm excited to see what she does yeah i'm excited geek charming three i would definitely like, you i know, would love it. You, you would love, love it, it. <laughs> brian love geek charming yeah she does geek charming we're doing ricky o sequel oh god no <laughs> that was torture that was that was amazing yeah. uh right so that's our blind watch now on to our honorable mentions kind of what we're watching what we've seen um i've got to say i guess uh i saw john wick four mm -hmm. uh truly loved it i think it's the best looking john wick movie uh production design and cinematography should get awards next award season for this movie i'd be upset if they didn't uh, it probably it looks, won't get it. It probably but, won't, but it yeah, it's the best looking John Wick movie. It's an amazing John Wick movie. Uh, it it's so good. It I mm -hmm. I loved it. Even at its three hours as long, it it goes by fast and it's amazing. I loved it. Uh, Shazam, two Fury of the Gods, not so much. That movie stunk. Uh, the first so, ten minutes I, of that movie was good, and then it was not good. 
I give it more than 10 minutes. I give it 45. But Brian, what's your, I just was curious, did your star rating change? No, I, it was, uh, so it's, it goes by uh, f out of five stars. And so I gave it a 1.5. 1.5, you stuck with that. Yeah, I, I do it out of 10. So I'd probably, I still stand by giving it a 6.5. That's too uh, much. Or no, I'd probably just go six, actually. Just six. Straight Still six. too much. No, it's not because there are the. You the, can't have googly six. eyes for Adam Brody the whole time. Oh, I do. I sure do. He's <laughs> that's three. That's three stars people. right there. Gets, you could take five away five stars just for that. That's, that's half. The <laughs> so there you go. You gave it less stars <laughs> than me. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Adam Brody is a perk because he's funny he is and good i like adam Brody. well the best character in that movie is that kid is the is that character uh, i can't remember the character's name i can jack remember. dylan grazer he's, no, that's the actor What's that's the, the actor but yeah the character who knows it's he's who knows best. whatever yeah. the the geeky uh foster kid whatever he it's he plays Adam Brody or Adam Brody plays him and so does uh Jack Dylan Grazer. But it's his movie. Point yeah. is um the movie, the first 45 minutes I thought were solid, and then it tanks so so bad. Horrible, horrible storyline, horrible villains, just yeah. Oh, it's it's cheesy, not good. Um, but don't go yeah. see it. And I don't recommend it. I will definitely be giving it a rotten and I gave it a horrible review on ICTN. Um, but anyways, the other thing I was just saying, I'm watching RuPaul's Drag Race. I realize I never talk about that on here. It's really good. <laughs> I love that show. Um, I, I, I've i seen episodes of that, but I haven't watched a full season. Um, it's, it's so great because I just, before I got into it, I never realized, like, you never think about all the work it takes to be a drag queen. Right. I know people just look at it and they're like, oh, it's just men wearing makeup and whatever, singing or something. It's like, no, there's so much more work to it. And I dare you to do the makeup that they do, honestly, because it's like they're doing artwork. Right. It's definitely, it's an art. And, you know, I'm not trying to get political, but, you know, there's... There's some people that think drag should be banned and all that stuff. and Which is crazy. It's idiotic. And I just, I think drag's amazing and I love it. And I love that show. And yeah, but, and also I just started Normal People and I hadn't watched that. I can't believe I just started it today. Holy crap. Love it. I have not I seen it yet. Watch more. It, it was a mini series with Paul mezcal and daisy edgar what's her name she's got like three names where the crawdad sings girl and fresh oh girl. yes 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 daisy edgar jones i think that's her name um anyways their chemistry is fire and uh it's a really good show it's on hulu so okay i just started are... watching the new and final season of the marvelous miss mazel okay uh the first couple episodes great like yeah. i like it yeah the great writing yeah. good stuff i'm curious to see where it's gonna land i liked what they did they did a a breaking bad type of thing with the first episode by cutting to the very uh for to the future which was kind of uh -huh. cool um so but yeah i like it i like that show it's fun you know it's kind of like gilmore girls to me it's like 
It's the same creator, right? Yeah, German. the same writer and director. Yeah, the Paladinos. Paladino. So uh, that was good. Um, I like that. What else am I watching? Did uh, you watch the four episodes of Ted Lasso? Yes, I did. Are they good? I still am waiting for more. So They're amazing. They're so good. They're great. Is it? It's, it's still a good it's season? Still goddamn good. Okay, good. Good. They is haven't it, lost is the it beat. finished or are we seeing green screen? It's the first four episodes are finished. Oh, good. Okay. Thank God. Because what she means by that is that uh, us lucky press people get these episodes yes. really early, especially Ted Lasso. And with season two, when they released us the episodes, like sometimes like a couple months before, the visual effects of all the people on the stands were green screen. So you saw the green screen or like when televisions were on the wall, supposed to be playing something, you see those green, you know, something like that. So it kind of takes you out a little bit. Sometimes you'd see like a microphone. So they didn't do like the (laughs) cropping very well for the press thing. But so far in season or episodes one through four of this uh, third and final season uh, of Ted Lasso, it it's finished. Can I just say that when Trevor and I were watching the second, I think it was the second to last episode in season two, and there's a part where, uh, oh man, I forget his name. What's the the character's name that was sleeping with Rebecca? Oh, Sam. Sam, Sam. And that guy came and he was trying to win Sam over and he took him to that museum and he's like, yeah. and they're looking at the art and he's yep. like, oh, it's the most beautiful thing. And they're both like, they're like, isn't it? And for... And then the camera is just a green screen. <laughs> Trevor and I died laughing. We're just like, what is it? What? I went back and looked at it for what it was. But I was just like, that was hilarious. Because that's, the, yeah, I'm glad to know it's complete. Yeah, at least those are. And it's good. There's, uh, there's some good, funny references to the biggest franchise in movie history in the first few episodes, which are pretty funny. Great. So Star Wars? Yep. Is it really? Yep. I was just joking. So you're it is, lying. it's true. It's Star Wars. Okay. Okay, great. Well, Trevor <laughs> will like that if that's the case. Um those are pretty good. So uh yeah, it's good. It's it's good stuff. It's um I like it. So yeah, those are the things we're watching, the things you should be watching. Uh I guess uh Blu-ray 4K wise, real quick. Um they released Megan on Blu-ray. They released the unrated cut and the theatrical edition. The unrated cut's only like 90 seconds longer, but there's like 12 more F-bombs. Megan gets a fuck of her own and the gore is more there, is there. Uh, and it's recommended. There's a great extra of all of Megan the robotic uh, puppet shown on set and all the, the cast reacting to her for the first time. And it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm uh so that's super fun uh so that's a good that's a good one so yeah i'll i'll yeah. I'll, I'll end with that does that bring Thanks. a close to our no bs episode yes yes no this was... it was good it was a, it was a good one we got we had lots to talk about uh no yeah, bs with brian and susan hey hey kids we susan and i are the cool late night owl kids with the hip <laughs> jazz people because it is after midnight now oh yeah and uh as you can tell i don't know if you can tell if my voice is a little you know what's funny um 
a little side note. So sometimes I do these these live auctions for things. So I'm on an app called Whatnot and uh, Whatnot, highly recommended. It's super fun. You can buy a lot of cool shit on there, but they're live video auctions. So let's say you want some records, say you want some comic books, trading cards, clothes, designer purses, movies, whatever. You can go on here and find a show, somebody selling these things. And, you know, every 15 or every 30 seconds, they put up another thing and they're talking with you and you can win things, you know, every 15, 30 seconds. So I did a movie one recently and you know, you can't see me, but you can hear me. So you see my hands, you see the movies out front. And some people were saying like, you really have a voice for radio. And I'm just like, you know what? Funny you say that. You do that already. I do shows and I plugged the show. So that was fun. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's a, uh, it's good. But I think, I think we, we, we uh we we have a good time here on No BS with Brian and Susan. We're on all the podcasts. You can find Susan at thischicksflicks.com, ICTV, Irving Community Television. You can find her on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook and Instagram. Susan Kamyab Stevens, this chicks flicks, and once a month on WFAA talk about all damn movies. Hmm. Correct? Yeah. Did I leave anything yes. out? Yeah. No, you got it all. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you still have that YouPorn account? Oh, my gosh. No, I never had one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you have to clarify that. <laughs> I do. Some people are going to be like, oh, what is that? <laughs> let's let's check it out. All right. Yes, I'm Brian Kluger, and you can find me at YouPorn. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> doing that human centipede style. Uh, no, no, you cannot. You can find me at High Def <laughs> Dodge. I too. You clarified too. <laughs> hey, type me in. I'll, I'm going to say this. I have been fully naked on camera before, very recently. I know that. <laughs> I know. Well, I was just thinking about what the movie that you did or the uh, time you streaked after Leo won. Oh, yeah. I guess twice. Mm. Well, well the, the, the one in the movie, you could see everything for the. Yes, you can. I didn't see it though, but I it must have been so quick. But yeah, I will. I will. You didn't see. Wait, what, did you watch the movie? Are you talking about the short film? Yeah, with the massage part. Yeah, yeah. I watched it. I was looking for it, but I thought it was like really quick. She was looking for it. Yes. I was looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say that it might be offline now because that short has been submitted to film festivals and and including Fantastic Fest. So I'm oh, hoping good. that it's there and that I get to do a press round with people. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. So that would be super fun because I would yeah. be a fun as fuck interview. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like in every interview, I would say different things just to throw everybody off. Awesome. That'd Where are you cool. from? Dallas, Texas. Where are you from? Pennsylvania. Yeah. Just nobody <laughs> knows. Uh, yeah. So, yes. Brian Kluger, just type me and you'll find all the good stuff and find this podcast. We are happy that you were here. We love you. Thank you for listening. We'll be back in a week or so with a new episode. If you see us in person, say hello to us. What?